0: Hello you're listening to Put On Your Positive Pants, I'm your host Beth Wilson and I'm back with new episodes bringing you a slice of positivity every week. For this episode I'm joined by Rachel Maine, who is a sex therapist and a sex and relationship coach. She's here for those wanting more connection, adventure and pleasure in their lives. Enjoy! So, enter the podcast, Rachel. Hi, Rachel. How are you? Wonderful. Thank you so
1: much for having me, Beth.
0: Oh, you are welcome. Thank you for coming. So, for my lovely listeners, could you please introduce yourself?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, I am Rachel Main, and I'm a sex and relationship coach from the US. I'm located in Michigan here in the States. And I have been in this world of sex coaching, sex education for over eight years. Uh, worked a little bit in private practice as a sex therapist. I've been in the educator role for the entirety of that eight years and uh, kind of ventured into more of the coaching space in the last two years. So that's me. Cool.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's great. Um, so yeah, tell us a little bit about it. You know, how did how did you get into it? Kind of take us back to the beginning.
1: Mm hmm. Yeah, I. Whenever people ask me this, I'm like, do I share the long version or do I share the short version?
0: <laughs> Whichever so, you want to choose. Long yeah, is fine. Short um, is also fine.
1: <laughs> hybrid. Um, yeah. So yeah. So backtracking. So I have my my degree is in social work, and so I have a bachelor's and a master's degree in social work. And through um, interning and whatnot, you know, I worked in many different places. One of them being a shelter that provided services to survivors of domestic and sexual assault. And in working in that space, I learned so much about, you know, in in trauma and trauma-related things, sexuality, um, you know, STIs, all of this sort of education, but it was all under this sort of negative light. But I knew in doing that sort of advocacy, I knew that I wanted to be able to help people within this space, within, you know, the sexuality space. So Um, shortly after that job, I got into working with a company called peer romance, which is essentially a direct sales company. And they work to educate empower and entertain women, female identified people, um, around, you know, sexual health and wellness. So when I got into that business, so that was a little over eight years ago, that's when I, you know, I got more training into more of the positive side of sexuality, which was really cool you know, going through trainings at their conferences and learning through trainings that were local to me when I started doing, you know, we, we call them parties. So I go into women's homes, I give demonstration on products and we talk about sexual health and wellness and I ask, answer questions. And then the women come in order privately with me in the shopping space, or even if they're not ordering, they just can come back and ask questions confidentially, uh, So, you know, women started asking all these questions about relationships and sexual dysfunction and, you know, so many different things. And so I wanted to just be able to offer more than just the product for them. And that led me going back to getting my education in uh, sex therapy and sexuality education that's then led me to working in private practice, which now led me to where I'm at now, coaching. Uh, so now I own and operate Wellness Expertise. That's the name of my company, uh, solely, and provide coaching to men, women, couples, um, either individual coaching, one-on-one, group programs, uh, master classes, all, all sorts of things, and also have a podcast myself. So,
0: amazing! That is great, and and I and I love it. I love hearing people's stories. So. Um, Thank you for sharing. Um, But it's great to kind of hear that, you know, you went from something that, you know, I mean, you must have been really helping people and that must have been like a really rewarding job. But like you say, kind of having the like negative around it and then you've kind of taken that and transformed it. And yeah, it's, it's amazing. It must have been so
1: interesting, you know, all your study as well. Really. And I'm so grateful, you know, looking back now for that time, because I was, you know, that, that was more than eight years ago. That was, you know, 10, 12 years ago that I worked in that space. So, um, but I'm so grateful for that time because I, you know, in my coaching clients now, while I'm not, you know, working in a trauma-informed space now, I'm more so working on sex positivity and sexual confidence and just teaching women about their bodies and their pleasure. The trauma stuff, the negative stuff, still comes up, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. In their past, so to be able to work in this container and still have that education, that information around those things, so it's not—I don't come from a place of dismissal from it. You know, I can honor that, I can own that, I can understand where it is that they're coming from, and so yeah, I—it's—I love to be able to share my story because it—you know—I've had my hands in many different pots, if you will, when it comes to. That's work
0: <laughs> yeah yeah but but like I say it's great and you know I think there needs to be more of it you know there needs to be more of kind of that empowering space and I mean maybe it's a little different over here you know in the UK I think there's kind of a bit of a don't know, a bit prude, a bit like people don't talk about that, you know, even like sort of, I mean, it depends who you are as a person, but generally, um, making a bit of a generalisation, but sort of generally, it's like not particularly kind of talked about really, um and sex education in the UK is like really poor, like I don't know what it is like in the US, I mean that's obviously a very big place, it's probably different per state, um but but yeah, it's not good enough. Definitely.
1: And honestly, same, you know, and that's, that's in a constant conversation that I'm having with clients is the, the level of sex education that you got growing up, you know, and thinking back to that, even for yourself, right. You, you probably didn't get, you probably learned your sexual anatomy, right. Your classroom was maybe split up the are over here. Girls yeah. We you know now with the flow where gender is going, that's mm do that anymore you know and if you did get any sort of sex education it was probably not to have sex maybe wait till marriage if religion was showing up and it definitely wasn't pleasure focused it wasn't no not one was sure. teaching us about our our yes, clitoris so. and what that can do and you yeah. know so oh yeah my my goal in doing this work and what, you know, my big, big picture goal is to have conversations about sex in our everyday lives, just like we would the weather, you know, and I I do feel that we're, there's more sex coaches and therapists and things that are, you mm-hmm. know, coming into the mix of the thing. This is definitely a growing um, occupation, but yes. Yeah. Yeah exactly right there's we need more of it and even people that don't decide to become you know sex therapists or coaches you can still become an ally in this field by you know sharing your own experiences and talking to your friends and asking them about questions and just creating that space for conversations to happen
0: yeah yeah it's all about creating that safe space isn't it that kind of safe and open open space and I'm and I'm sure people you know feel that with you so it's so great that you're offering that I love it it's great Fab. Um, so I usually ask guests um, for their three top tips from their area, but I thought, hang on, that is probably going to be hard for you to think about. You've probably got too many. So I thought let's turn it on its head a bit um, and kind of what would you say are like the three main kind of questions that you get asked and then what, what are your answers to those? Like what's your, what do you get asked about the most basically and yeah. what do you say?
1: Yeah, definitely. So desire comes up a lot. Um, You know, I primarily do still work with women, although I do work with men and couples, it's, it is still primarily women. Mm -hmm. And a lot of women are coming to me, just not, not having that sexual drive anymore or feeling like lost themselves, you know, and after a move or child bearing or, you know, all these things. So um, desire is definitely, definitely a hot topic that comes up. And so working to just really educate people and i i guess as i'm answering these i can kind of throw in my tips with it yeah go um, for it. so you know really really first off understanding desire you know there's a difference between responsive desire and, and spontaneous desire and and knowing which of those two you fit in with um or makes more sense to you rather and with a lot of times what i find is that people are expecting for the person on the other end, you know, primarily a partner to, to kind of figure it out for them. Mm-hmm. And that would be my biggest tip with anything, any challenge or thing that you're wanting to explore more within your sexuality. It has to start with us first. We have to look right. within, we should really be doing these self-practices ourselves first, because our partners are not mind readers and it can be really frustrating. And when we have it in our minds, like, Oh gosh, I just want this one thing to happen. um, But we don't use our voices to be able to express that to them, you know? So like, you know, playing this guessing game. So,
0: Mm. um, so true. So
1: So looking in, you know, and so that would be one piece with the desire, understanding a spontaneous um, versus responsive. And also if you're wanting to explore more sexually, which I just, I just all the time. It's one eleven here. So I'm a spiritual person. So we got to oh. make that shout out for one, 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 download it to our systems. Good things are coming for both of us. And, uh, so yeah, so it, figuring out for you what it is that, that does provide pleasure for you. That's another piece of this desire component. And another big tip I have for people when you can do that self-exploration with yourself, you know, figuring out where are your personal erogenous zones, where do you like pressure and stimulation and touch to, and focusing not only on your genitals, focusing all over your body, you know, there's an erogenous zone behind our kneecaps. And a lot of people don't even know that, right? Mm -hmm. Like who would even think that that would be a sexy area uh, to touch, you know? Mm -hmm. And so body, you know, our, our skin is such a primary um organ when it comes to pleasure and so that can be really fun to explore with and then when you are learning oh my gosh yeah I really like this touch or this sort of pressure or this feeling this texture this lubricant you know you -hmm. can then share that with a partner and share with them why you want to enjoy those things with them particularly you know so those would be yeah primarily that and then i get a lot of people now uh i've been on this new level of a sexual journey myself and so in talking about that through social media i get people you know now like hey i'm interested in this this kinky thing that you've been talking about or how i can sex sex up my space a little bit more um or talk you know communicating more sexually with my partner and so those are more more recent things that are coming uh to play in within my coaching clients but you know working to create conversations within partnerships around sexuality desires fantasies to where you can be heard you can be seen that doesn't turn into an argument um you know for for both people to be able to be heard seen and felt so
0: yeah great and and I think I mean I'm not I'm not sure um but do you think kind of programs coming in like when you think about kind of just Netflix you know that's probably top streaming service you know you've got programs like you how to build a sex room um mm-hmm. do you think do you think programs like that even sex education you know do, do you think that's kind of I don't know making people think about things maybe a bit differently
1: yeah I definitely definitely do um that you just mentioned it, the how to build a sex room uh, that was what, what was that? That was over the summer, I think. Maybe you know, a couple, at least a few months ago, when that came out. Maybe even a year ago. But the number of people that so in the product sales side of my business, that that whole category of products kind of blew up: the the crops and floggers and blindfolds and lingerie and all that sort of things. Um, but definitely, my husband and I just ran a masterclass uh, just a few weeks ago on how to easily sex up your space. You know, changing. Mm-hmm. Changing your lighting with a color changing light bulb is such an easy thing, having access to a Bluetooth speaker that you can easily connect to, adding sexy textures and artwork to your space. So that way when you are entering that space, it's your mind can just kind of be in it. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to worry about if the laundry was put away or what the kids are doing or your boss at work being a jerk earlier in the day, you know, your your mind can just kind of connect with those things. So and uh another really good show on netflix that i recommend for people to watch is uh sex love and goop and that was gwyneth paltrow's okay, yeah. uh so or her line is goop and the the education on here they had um ian and jaya from erotic blueprints come on to the show they had um actually a woman that i had on my podcast a, a sexological body worker on the show um oh my gosh now i'm lacking on I think her name was DeSharna. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. Um, but she was on the show as one of the sex educators. And it was beautiful to see them take real life couples through these different activities. And you know, my husband and I watched that show together. And it, it's interesting because I'm in this work, you know, and I can only share so much with him without trying yeah. to feel like I'm his teacher. So to <laughs> see him experience this and like, you know, seeing his eyes light up and go, oh, that would be that would be really cool to try, or how can we turn our room into a sex room, you know, and I think shows like that give couples that opportunity just to, you know, kind of do that nudge, nudge, wink, wink, like, what do you think about that? And open up a whole new conversation with each other. Yeah
0: yeah again it's like that open and honest conversation isn't it and maybe it is just kind of small things that you can start with you know if, you, if you're not quite sure at first you know is it things like you've mentioned like just slightly tweaking your space without it literally having to be like buying all this stuff and it literally becoming like red room it doesn't have to yeah. you know it doesn't have to be that does it it's like you could just make little tweaks really mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And I, I'm glad that you said that doesn't have to become red room. Cause I think when people think a sex room, right, that's immediately yeah. what it goes to. And your, you know, we, we jokingly call ours a sex room, but really it's our, we call it our intentional space. I go in there to meditate. I go in there to do my, you know, Reiki healing. I provide Reiki sessions for clients in that room. So it's not just, not just a sex room. And when people walk in there, they don't think, oh my gosh, I'm in Rachel and Danny's sex room now, you know, yeah. it's, you can just tell it's just it's a vibe in there and it's very welcoming and the energy is very good and flowing, and yeah it's good
0: we're all about the good vibes you yes. know <laughs> and that's what we need <laughs> so if you want listeners to take away just one thing from this episode what would it be
1: oh gosh such a hard question um <laughs> I would say I'm going to go with exploring your pleasure more exploring with your body exploring with your space. um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, seeing what adding a little bit more intentional sexiness to your to your life really looks like, you know, leading every day with pleasure and, and pleasure doesn't always have to be just sexual pleasure can be, you know, dancing in the kitchen, pleasure can be cranking up the music in your on your radio and rolling the windows down it can be taking a nap curling up with a book like just doing things in your day-to-day that bring you pleasure and yes sexual sexuality can be a piece of that you know we know Mm -hmm. orgasms obviously are great beneficially yes (laughs) all the health yeah uh, and so you know but being able to provide yourself pleasure whether it's sexual or not every single day can Mm -hmm. make such a difference in the world. And I know the, you know, the name of this podcast, right? Like spreading more positive world. We are, when you have those endorphins and that serotonin that's being released, which happens when orgasm occurs and when pleasure is occurring in your life, you overall are a happier person and the world could use more happier people.
0: (laughs) (laughs) absolutely yeah Yeah. if only everyone could just be having a great time in the bedroom (laughs) and just being a better happier person that would be great um I guess touching on what you've said of like um kind of the more that you do for yourself even if let's just talk non-sexual first do you think that kind of builds up you know if you're kind of not feeling confident yet if you've got kind of a bit of low self-esteem or kind of bit of body issues going on for yourself and you're not quite kind of ready yet for for kind of that sexual pleasure side of it for for just yourself do you would you say kind of building up those things of kind of bringing yourself joy and, and pleasure in different ways do you think that kind of leads to sort of opening up to that potentially if you if
1: you're struggling mm-hmm. yeah I think you know just in the in the thought of self-care in general you know yeah. doing these things that then again you feel you feel are loving yourself mm-hmm. um again, going back to that providing pleasure to yourself. And if it's if the sexual care is not yet on the table for you, I, I do feel like there's a real big difference between sexual and sensual. So maybe start yeah. with the sensual side. Mm-hmm. Um, and sensual love for yourself could look like drawing yourself a bubble bath, for instance, like relaxing in that time. Or even if you don't have access to a bath when you're in the shower the next time, just closing your eyes and, and taking a mindful shower really feeling mm-hmm. the water hitting your body imagine that this is love being showered down on you and you're there accepting it and you're that's cute their neighbor, right like the most vulnerable point point that a person can be and so yeah mindful showers are one of my favorite things love <laughs>
0: so, it. yeah i've not heard that for us like, oh showering me with love that's cute <laughs>
1: yeah so like this is love and abundance and- oh i love it and all the things. Yeah. So it, yeah. It, can, it can get emotional, but it's just an easy thing. You know, most of us are showering every day or every other day. Right. Yeah. Um, So I know I went off on a little tangent there, but. Oh, oh. no, it's
0: great. (laughs) I loved it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The sensuality, you know, drawing yourself a bubble bath um, or even just starting, you know, closing your eyes, getting centered with yourself and just, you know, touching your arms, rubbing your arms, rubbing your legs, your feet. Again, it doesn't always have to be going right to the to the genitals, but just giving yourself that that little TLC that we could all use a lot more of in our day to day
0: yeah definitely and and do you have any i know we've already gone through tips but i'm just thinking do you have any tips um for people who are maybe feeling like not very kind of body confident or whatever have you got any kind of main tips that you could help help people
1: with yeah absolutely um the first thing i would say is do a analysis of your social media (laughs) which i think Asking that question a lot of people are like I did not expect her to say that
0: yeah, um, it's true though what,
1: what are the accounts that you're following are you following you know fitness accounts and diet accounts and things like that because I know a lot of people myself included when I was struggling with my own body image um I, that's my one of my best friends is a body positivity coach and she's like Rachel look at look at your news feed like you're seeing this shit every single so day you know? yeah you know, following, following body positive people, um, Lizzo is one of my favorite people to follow on, positivity, God, yes, her concert is like a self-help group, um, in, in a concert, and, uh, Birds Papaya is another great one, my friend, yeah, (laughs) um, Megan Ulrich Krieger, um, you can find her on Instagram, too, and, uh, you know, so just, yeah, doing that little analysis of your account. And if there are parts of your body, second tip, if there are parts of your body that you don't like right now, um, Try not to try not to put your focus on there, figure out places on your body, things about your body that you do like. Mm -hmm. So if you really like your nails, if you're someone that likes getting your nails done or your hair or your eyebrows or your butt or your calves, like whatever it is and turn your focus on those and appreciating those areas of your body. And third would be, you know, you're never going to hate your body into loving your body. So yeah. reminding yourself of that daily, and we are always a work in progress and loving yourself exactly where you're at right now, knowing that you're going to love yourself in the next phase and the next chapter of wherever it is that you're heading.
0: Love it. Yeah. And and I'm glad actually that we kind of came to that um, because I was just thinking, you know, if someone was listening and thinking, oh, it's fair enough sort of saying oh you can do this and this but just what if you just really you know what if the barriers are, are, are really there you know um yeah it can be it can be difficult but but thank you for those um so we're coming to the end it always comes so quick um and I know you've kind of given a few recommendations throughout um but I always ask at the end for a recommendation for something whether it's like a podcast YouTube channel book whatever um so if people kind of I guess a good place to start if you're kind of thinking right I want to go on a bit of a journey with myself and with my partner or or maybe not just maybe with myself or or with a partner you know what what would you recommend where's where's a good place to start
1: yeah I am a huge fan of podcasts I love that they're just short quick you can kind of search episodes that are of interest to you. Um, and so the, I mentioned my podcast, my podcast is called owning your sexual self. Um, I've been podcasting for three years. And so the beginning of the years are, it's a really good resourceful podcast. So if you're looking again, information on anal or foreplay or lubricants or whatever it is, you know, early episodes are going to be like that. And then transitions really, as I mentioned, um, kind of going more in depth with my own personal journey. opening up more into that on the podcast. And so I find that my podcast is really relatable for people that are just getting started in this. Right, Um, And then if you want something, you know, a little bit higher level, my mentor's podcast, um, Alexa Bowditch, her podcast is called That Sex Chick. Um, she's wonderful also to follow on Instagram, her, um, content, everything that she does, her and her husband is, is wonderful. And, you know, then different books, books that are of interest to you. My favorite book that I feel like everybody should read is come as you are by Emily Nagoski. Okay. Um, Huge, huge fan of that. And then for women specifically, uh, In the Flow by Elisa Vide, that is primarily around our menstrual cycles and so much more than just having our period or that time of the month every month. Um, I think that that's education that women don't get (laughs) often. And it can be really life changing to understand your body in that way
0: that's a whole other area that's not explained to us well enough
1: <laughs> yeah that's a whole other podcast talking about the yeah
0: <laughs> yeah definitely well thank you uh, so much for those I will pop them or anyone that we've kind of mentioned I'll, I'll pop them in the show notes and obviously the links to yourself to your website to your instagram um, and your podcast as well but thank you so much for coming on it's been really insightful it's been really great to kind of just hear a new perspective really because like I say you know us over here in Britain we just don't get this kind of chat (laughs) Um, and I mean I wonder if we could leave on kind of what's the like juiciest thing that you get asked all the time.
1: Oh my gosh I get constantly asked about little kinky things and I get constantly asked about squirting how to squirt what is squirting all all that, uh, questions on proper spanking. I mean, all, yeah, all kinds of things. My friends are always like, I wish I could just be a fly on the wall. It's (laughs) like, give us the (laughs) dirt. Yeah. So yeah. And all of those things you can find as episodes, uh, on my podcast too. So as, as things come up from conversations and things, I, you know, make my little journal notes, like record podcasts. Uh, <laughs> people need
0: to know <laughs> that is a good idea yeah I mean I guess you're like getting research all the time of oh, like yeah. you know what people want to know and stuff so it's great that that you've got your podcast and you can be telling people that because you're like hang on loads of people ask me about this like you know people will be searching for this at some point you know if you're brave enough to search for it that's the thing isn't yeah. it if you're brave <laughs> enough to actually uh seek it out but yeah I will I will pop all the links so people can connect with you uh online but yeah thank you so much
1: it's been great thank you so much Beth for having me this was great I appreciate you oh
0: you're welcome thank you I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did it was great to chat with Rachel about something that as I said earlier doesn't get spoken about enough I hope this episode has empowered you to get more pleasure into your life whatever that looks like for you if you want to connect with Rachel, you can find her details in the show notes. If you'd like to be a guest on the pod or have any recommendations, drop me a DM over on Instagram at positivitywithbeth or an email thejoyseries1, that's number one, at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. Remember to like, rate and subscribe to put on your positive pants so even more people can access a weekly dose of positivity and I'd really love it if you could leave a review too. Until next time, bye!